0: Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 382. The lending of strength is just a small example. Some types of power can only be given. He made a subtle gesture to a corner of the garden. Do you see Comte Farland over there? If you ask him about his title, he would say he possesses it. He would claim it as a part of him as much as his own blood. A part of his blood, in fact. Almost any noble would say the same thing. They would argue their lineage imbued them with the right to rule. The mayor looked up at me, his eyes glittered in amusement. But they're wrong. It is not inherent power, it is granted. I could take away his land and leave him a pauper on the street. Alvaron motioned me closer, and I leaned a bit. Here is a great secret. Even my title, my riches, my control over people and the land, it is only granted power. It belongs to me no more than does the strength of your arm. He patted my hand and smiled at me. But I know the difference, and that is why I am always in control. He straightened and spoke in normal tones. Good afternoon, Comte. "'Lovely day to be out in the sun, wouldn't you say?' "'Indeed, your grace. The Celis are quite breathtaking. "'The Count was a heavy man with jowls and a thick moustache. "'My compliments.' "'After the Count had passed us by, Alvaron continued. "'You noticed he complimented me on the Celis. "'I have never touched or troweled in my life. "'He looked sideways at me, his expression slightly smug. "'Do you still think inherent power?' is the better of the two? You make a compelling point, Your Grace, I said. However, you're a hard one to convince. One last example, then. Can we agree that I will never be able to give birth to a child? I think that is safe to say, Your Grace. Yet if a woman grants me the right to wed her, I can give birth to a son. Through granted power, a man can make himself as fast as a horse, as strong as an ox, can inherent power do this for you? I couldn't argue that. I bow to your argument, your grace. I bow to your wisdom in accepting it, he chuckled. And at the same time, the faint ringing of the hour moved through the garden. Oh, bother, the mayor said, his expression souring. I must go take that dreadful nostrum of mine, or Caduceus will be completely unmanageable for the span of days. I gave him a quizzical look, and he explained. He somehow discovered that I poured yesterday's dose in the chamber pot. Your grace should be mindful of your health, Alvaron scowled. You overstep yourself, he snapped. I flushed in embarrassment, but before I could apologize, he waved me to the end of the page! I'm Nick. I'm Jordana.
1: I'm Jeremy.
2: It's interesting where the mayor's boundaries are. He doesn't really mind the debate, but as soon as Quoth suggests in a very oblique way that he should take better care of his health, he gets quite upset. Or at least he, you know, he snaps, but he then thinks better of it.
0: It Mm -hmm. makes sense to me that this is the thing that would make him snap because this is the thing that is top of mind for him right now in a negative way.
2: That's very true.
1: I'm sure he resents people telling him what to do because he's the goddamn mayor. Nobody tells him what to do.
2: We start to poke poke on uh, unpleasant uh, opinions, in my opinion, by the end of this debate. I think it's a little bit... I think his attitude toward uh, the nature of childbirth is a little bit, shall we say, challenging and sort of makes me raise an eyebrow when he says, you know, "To, to take a wife grants me the power... To have a child—that's uh, a kind of a weird way to think of that relationship and that act.
0: Yeah, super um, weird. I, I read that yeah. and I'm just like, oh, you could have used something else. <laughs> although, although I think that maybe because even in like what 2011 when this was written, ish mm-hmm. when it was published, I think that this is like sort of a sort of a dick move on purpose.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it is bumping up against the like eternally unchallenged opinions of the extremely wealthy. Like the mayor is, I think meant to seem like a reasonable person, but he's not without his like being in charge. His whole life has not, or has still warped his mind a little bit. He still has like very weird relationships to, to people and what they, what they mean to him, what getting things from people mean.
1: To me, this just reflects the fact that he, not only is he a powerful person, but he's a powerful person in a patriarchal culture and he is a patriarch. So like, of course, women are there to give men power because why wouldn't they be? That's the way the world works as far as he's concerned, right? Women are there to be married and to make babies with, to continue your line. Like that's, that's the worldview that he's been steeped in since the day he popped out of his mom. So it makes sense to me that like that's the way he thinks about it. I don't think that's the way that Kvothe thinks about it or the way that Rothfuss thinks about it, but I think it's meant to communicate something about this guy's mindset.
0: I agree. I also think that it's very telling of the mayor's mindset and certainly on purpose that he starts that statement saying, can we all agree I will never be able to give birth to a child? And then specifies birth to a son on the next page or sorry. Mm-hmm. On the next, yeah, that's true. A like, couple lines because giving birth to a son means a lot more to him than giving birth to a daughter in this world.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that the the larger point I think is well taken that I think the conclusion they've arrived at by the time they conclude this conversation is that inherent power is valuable because you can advance it to an extent and it can't be taken away from you easily, right? Like if you are a smart person who's educated yourself, like no one can really take that away from you if you've had the means to do it, but it has limits that can't be overcome. And what the mayor is arguing is that in some ways, granted power is more powerful because, it you know, if you have power over a hundred people or a thousand people or a kingdom or a city, you have vast power in many ways. But in some sense, that power is also fragile because it relies on people like everyone kind of collectively buying into the, like the idea of that power and that it's legitimate. Um, And I think that his example of the count is really relevant there because that guy only has power because the mayor, his feudal lord, agrees that he does and grants it to him. But the mayor only has power because everyone agrees that the mayor has power over them. And if they all decided not to agree to that someday, then not only would the mayor lose power, but everyone whose power is derived from the mayor's grants would lose power as well. And that
2: to me feels like a kind of contemporary or enlightened idea. This idea of the ruling class that you only rule because everybody else agrees that you rule. So, like, I, I don't think that makes the mayor a communist or something like that. I think it makes him aware of the power of labor. The,
1: the mayor is a Marxist in the same way that the Financial Times are Marxists, right? Like, they understand the way the world works. They understand that there's labor and capital and that their interests are opposed. The mayor understands that, like, his power needs to be maintained constantly by him and the system that he operates in. But his attitude is, OK, well, I'm going to do everything I need to do to maintain that power but it does make him more self-aware than someone like the Collins who just thinks that like, Oh, I was born this way because God wanted it that way.
2: Mm -hmm. Or an Ambrose figure. I feel like that is why the mayor is so pleasant. Like he's, he's no different than Ambrose in that he is still used to and expects to get his way all the time due to his birth, but he is more conscious of the circumstances of his power than someone like Ambrose is.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like he says it himself, right? Like I know the difference. That's why I'm always in control.
2: Great. Well, I'm always pleased we can get some Marxist analysis in on this podcast. So good job us.
1: That's us. And then of course, we're also foreshadowed what the real problem with the mayor is that he's been, you know, he's being poisoned by
0: Cauticus. I definitely pronounced that name wrong. I said, like, caduceus. That's
1: okay.
2: I I always say caduceus in my head, and I'm going to do my best to say Codicus because that's how it's spelled. For some reason, I always read it as caduceus. I'm blaming you.
0: I'm blaming you for my pronunciation mistake.
2: <laughs> that's fine. You can totally <laughs> blame me. Yes. So We should start paying attention to the mayor's symptoms. I think on the next page, he talks about how he'll take the medicine and he'll start to feel better, and then he will... We are eventually led to believe... And Quoth is led to believe that Codicus is doing a poisoning, but let's pay attention to the mayor's reported symptoms because I'm not convinced that Codicus is actually the culprit here.
1: Mm. It's it's also tricky because at first we might think that the mayor really is just like not taking care of himself because the phenomenon of people. Who stop taking their medication because they start to feel better or because they think the medication is doing them more harm than good is a real and common one, uh, you know. And and in those situations where we really think, like, oh, this person really should keep taking their meds, our first instinct is often to say, look, you really should take your meds. And they go, well, you—you you can't tell me what to do.
2: Well, it's also extremely harmful. It's not just like in a like a mental health situation where someone feels decides they feel better and so they go off meds. The reason we have superbugs is because if you are assigned a round of antibiotics, you can take them until you start to feel better and if you stop if you don't finish the round of antibiotics, then any of the illness that's still in you will become resistant to those antibiotics because they will recover from it. You might get better, but that illness will have had practice bouncing back from an antibiotic. So, you need to finish your round of medication even if you start to feel better because you can be strengthening the illness if you don't.
0: And also what is the point of having excess medication in your household?
1: Well, then you can do it for fun. That's the point.
0: No, Jeremy, (laughs) that's not a good idea with prescription drugs.
1: No, it's not, but that doesn't mean that people aren't doing it. Also. Yes. Nick's right. Everyone finish your course of prescribed antibiotics. Your doctor knows what they're talking about.
0: Unless they're trying to poison you. Like, (laughs)
1: <laughs> Again,
2: not convinced he's the culprit. <laughs> uh, I think on this page, and especially on tomorrow's page, there's some evidence that Cauticus has actually, like Cauticus's treatments have been making him feel better. So how come? I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking at this issue with a close eye. This read, I refuse to believe what I'm told by the fake news media.
1: Okay. Nick is an anti-masker, an anti vaxer He's a Codicus truther, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you heard it here first.
2: Yeah, I'm. I, I am pro masks and pro vax, but I'm definitely a Codicus truther.
1: Do we have a letter?
2: We do have a letter. Hey. This letter is from Arlo, who writes, "Hi pagers, two notes. I know you've been getting hit with Sanderson stuff recently, and I don't want to pile on, so feel free to skip the second note. No, I'm reading the second note. First, on page 372, there's a fair amount of discussion about the bureaucracy between Quoth and the mayor." I originally shared Jordana's frustration about why Quoth didn't just present the letter originally, but then I remember that the mayor requested, quote, above all, discretion. If Quoth just starts shouting from the rooftops that he's been personally requested by the mayor, he's betraying that mandate, so he has to play the game. Fortunately, it doesn't take too long. Now, content warning for suicidal ideation. On Sanderson, I feel that you're painting his works with a rather broad brush. His first few Misborn books are by far the most simplistic from a character development and thematic perspective. His ability to portray characters in depth and discuss complex themes has increased over the course of his writing The Stormlight Archive. Specifically, he handles characters with extreme levels of trauma, suicidal ideation, PTSD, physical disability, and a character on the autistic spectrum. To my eye, all are treated with great care and sensitivity. All this is to say, it may be worth your while to give him another try. Thanks again for all your work on the podcast, signed Arlo.
1: Well, points well taken, Arlo. Uh, your first point is is like really important. Both doesn't want to call too much attention to himself so he has to find a kind of circuitous subterfuge way to get in front of the mayor and present him the letter himself rather than presenting the letter to a flunky and hoping it makes its way there
0: indeed maybe i'm just less argumentative today but that letter makes me feel less angry at the book for doing it the way it did <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, and as to your second point, you're probably right. I think we are being a bit too harsh on Sanderson. He's a, like our whipping boy.
0: He is your whipping boy. I have never had any comment on Sanderson because I've never read his books.
2: I mean, neither have I, but that hasn't
0: stopped me from Wait, whipping really? him.
1: really? Yeah, I'm the only one of us who's actually read any of his novels. And what I will say is that I think that giving an author two and a half novels and a couple of short stories is... Giving them more than a fair shake. And uh I, I part ways with Sanderson fans as friends. I i you know, I love that for you. I'm glad you're having a good time. It's just not for me.
2: Well, there you have it. Listeners, go out and get yourselves the Brandon Sanderson almanac as recompense for our mis misdeeds.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, lucky for you, he'll probably have published that within six months or so. And until then, <laughs> you can you can uh find us here on tomorrow's page.
2: Of- the wind. wind.